Hello, and welcome to Life in Phases podcast, where we talk about all of life's phases, the good and the bad, and how we can bring glory to God in it. I'm really excited about this episode. I am back as one of your hosts, Emily Wiggs. I am here with the same beverages as usual, just different different cups. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but I always had a coffee mug and a Chick-fil-A cup large with diet lemonade. Nice. Those are my refreshments. And Miles, one of our guests, are you doing okay, Miles? Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> but hopefully not on our words, right? Right. <laughs> so we are in the singleness episode of this podcast. And we always, before we dive in, we always do a fun fact. So I'm going to ask you guys how you got to Eastview and then one fun fact. Ladies first, Aleska. Okay. So my name is Aleska Barkoviak and I have been at Eastview for over 10 years. Started coming here when I was in high school. And uh, then more recently, in the last few years, um, I've been on staff working with junior high and high school, and um, now I'm the associate pastor of worship arts, so I get to be in the big house and work with adults now, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, Super excited about that, because that's relatively new as of January, so... Um, As far as fun facts, um, I was like beforehand trying to process through what's actually fun about me. Um, So (laughs) there's so many things. That's so humble. Oh, well, um, I'm definitely a nerd. Um, I love Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Um, Give me a good fantasy novel. Like, here we go. Okay. Uh, What's your favorite? What's your favorite? Oh, man, that's just difficult. Um, it just depends on the day to be real honest. Um, right now I'm working my way back through the Harry Potter books again. Oh, and there's really? just like, it just warms my heart. It's just a good story. <laughs> just really good story. Which one are you on? I'm on the seventh one. The seventh, okay. And I realized as I was, so I'm listening to them like on audiobooks, which I love. Um, because the voices are just fantastic by the narrator. Okay. Um, but I realized that I haven't listened to it or read it since it first came out. Like, which so, was what year? Remind me. Um, a while ago. It was, <laughs> I, I don't remember, but I remember that summer, my mom and I, so, cause it, I mean, it was when I was younger. So I remember us buying the book when it came out and then like, we would trade nights who would have it. And like, I would try Aww. to like on my nights, I would read as much as I could to try to get ahead of her. <laughs> Cause it was a thick book. And, um, but yeah, so reliving that story again is fun. Aww. So, and yeah. were you able to, so you were able to watch and read Harry Potter growing up? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of my Christian friends that were like, no, that's witchcraft. Yeah. Um, I, oh man, you could debate that. Oh, there's a lot of stuff with that, <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the true heart of the story is not so much about that. It's more about a group of three friends. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think now as an older Christ follower reading through them again, I feel like I keep seeing like, uh, Christ, like yeah, the theme so of Christ throughout. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really cool uh-huh. and kind of getting to draw and make those connections. So yeah. anyways, yeah, definitely grew up That's with great. those, had a fun time. So, okay. So yeah. Aleska is a nerd, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's her fun fact. <laughs> That's awesome. Miles, your turn. Um, 
how I got to Eastview? Is that yes. the first question? Yes, that's the first one. Um, so I went to ISU. Did you really? I, did. I don't think I knew that. Uh, I only went there for two years, so I was a transfer student. Oh, okay. Um, so junior, senior? Yeah. Okay. And then my senior year was uh, COVID, so it was oh. all online. So I really only went to ISU for like one Oh my year. gosh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Huh. I hated it. Um, I liked my time at ISU. I did not like uh, doing classes online. What did you major in? So my degree is in creative technologies. Oh, okay. Um, which was kind of new when they first did it. It okay. used to be called like arts tech or something. But oh. So it was basically you could kind of curate your classes towards what technologies you're interested in. So I did a lot of like nice. photo, video, um, lighting, and then like some like sound design stuff and other things. Okay, cool. Kind of went around with that. Um, so how I got to Eastview, though, I was applying just because I felt like the past couple of years, the Lord really laid on my heart to do what I do, but in a ministry or church type setting. And so I basically applied to a lot of different places and didn't hear back from anything. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, it was a dry spell. I was definitely searching for jobs then, too. And I'm like, nothing. Yeah. And so um, I uh, sent an application to Eastview. And it was a really crazy story, actually. I didn't hear anything back from a long time. And I was like, oh, man. Okay, well. And then I was randomly, like, checking my email someday. And, like, an email literally, like, got buried somehow. And I got a response, like, two days after I sent my application. Oh. They were like, oh, please come, you know, set up an interview and all this stuff. Huh. And I was, like, crazy. So, so I, I like, it. fired back an email and was, like, I mean, it was, like, two months later. It was, like, oh. obviously the job has been That filled. is amazing. Only God could work in that. It really? Like, yeah. who else? Yeah. Wow. Every other secular position, they'd be, like, no shot. Haven't heard right. from you in two months? Nope. Yeah. And so I, like, shot an email back and I was, like, it was to uh, Brenda. And I was, like, can I... Is this still a thing? Is it still available? So, so yeah. sorry. Yes. So we're like, oh, I suck. Sorry. Um, and so she was like, oh, no, please. Like, we'll set up an interview. And then it was just like one thing after another. And like, it all worked out. And now I'm here. And I That's love it. That's so funny. They could have very easily been like, nope, your communication sucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, which is, yeah. Which is oh, true, so. interesting. True. That is a crazy story. When you said that, I was like, okay, I'm ready. But sometimes people are like, this is a crazy story. And you're like, Right. I don't see the crazy, but yeah, you did a good job. You met my expectations. Sweet. Nice. Okay. The biggest first question about singleness is this. Why do you think young adults are either choosing not to get married, waiting longer to get married or cohabitating? Okay. So I have two main like, uh, lines of thought with this. Um, okay. So, uh, the first thing is, is that I think within our culture, we don't really know how to have meaningful relationships anymore. Um, I mm -hmm. think especially with technology and COVID has not helped this at all. Right. Yes. Um, is that like, we don't know how to sit down across from somebody and ask a good question or be a yes. good listener or, want to be involved past anything that's surface level or we want that, but somehow don't know how to get yeah, there. I yeah. feel like. And, um, so that's definitely the first kind of train of thought. The second one is I thought about this for a while, actually, that I think <laughs> it has to do with, uh, commitment. Come on. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, I, I was processing through like, uh, li like, you know, whenever you watch like a chick flick or you read like a 
romance novel or whatever, like, I feel like there's always like the classic guy is like, doesn't want to commit. And like the girl just wants that and he's not ready for it. But I think that's a terrible, like, that's just wrong because I think everybody is afraid of commitment. Yeah. And, um, like, I think especially now in our culture, cause I even feel this in myself, like Mm -hmm. we're always waiting for the next best thing. Right. So like, you don't want to make plans with somebody because what if something better comes up and you don't want to have to like do that thing when there's something better. And I think that happens in relationships is that like, you know, you, you want to, you want to be in a relationship, but I think there's always that thought in the back of your mind, especially if you're not praying about it or like seeking counsel about, um, who you're with, that there's always this thought, well, what if somebody better comes along? And I don't want to be attached to somebody that like may not be the best. And, um, yeah. So at least those are the things that I thought about, um, when it comes to, comes to that. Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, like there's all of, you know, the, the commitment phobe or whatever, but also like just logistically speaking, we are like jobs and stuff are more competitive. So we have to get the master's degree now, right? Like there's pressure to get the master's degree. And I don't want to be dating somebody when I'm trying to like get my career flying, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like in the eighties or the fifties and things like that. It was the goal was to get married and have kids. And now it's get your career started, get your degrees. And that takes longer. Yeah. Like you're in your late twenties by that time. I do like, I, I do like feel that more individualistic culture instead yeah. of like yeah. more familial in nature. Right. Um, which isn't necessarily bad, but like yeah. there yeah. definitely is that. And sure. it's not, And it's not bad either if you're desiring to get married really young and have kids really young, things like that. So I feel like the world right now is just more accepting of, yeah, what you want individually. Sure. Um, I actually, yeah, kind of to go off of what Alaska said, I feel like I had a lot of things that were similar. Commitment was definitely one that I think because um, I remember talking to friends that just – maybe didn't have the exact same values that I had. And it's, you know, they said, oh, they wanted to live with their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. And they're like, well, that way, you know, like if they're, you know, how they really are going to be. And then that way you could see, and then you could get married. And like, to me, like, that's just a cop out. Cause it's like, if you don't like, oh, this person does this or they leave their toothpaste like that in the sink and that's crazy and gross. If you're not married to them, then like, that's a cop out. That's just like, oh, okay, well, I don't like X, Y, Z about this person. So I'm not married to them so I can leave, you know? Yeah. 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 And there's something real about like you're married to someone and you get to that point. You're like, wow, I really love this person, but they are a pig. And I didn't know this, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like that's kind of the beauty that is happens. Or I, I mean, I don't know from experience, but like, that's the beauty about marriage. It's like, no, you love that person unconditionally, even with all their garbage. And stuff. Yeah. You love yeah. them so much that you want to work, you want to stay and work on it. Right. Yeah. Despite their flaws. Yeah. And that's scary. Cause how do we know? Like, how do we know for sure that we will like their garbage? <laughs> like, you know, like it's so scary. Cause, and I think, I think that's why we don't commit. Cause yeah, you can pull you can pull out if you don't have the license. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I would also say that I feel like 
Um, I mean, if we're, we're looking at the church, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, um, I don't think we necessarily have been taught or not many of us have actually like looked into what the Bible says about relationships. And so we just look at what culture is doing and go, okay, yeah, this is okay. Instead of knowing like what the parameters are that the Lord set out for our best and for our good and for his glory. And so we, um, I think we make concessions and we just kind of, um, are loosey goosey and lukewarm and, um, I mean, the Lord's not really about that. He's not about lukewarmness. He's yeah. like, you're either in or you're out. And mm-hmm. um, like, that's part of, as you were saying, like the beauty of marriage is that when you've made a lifetime commitment to someone that like all your crap is there and, um, you know, an opportunity for you to look more like Jesus and loving that person and mm-hmm. having grace and also learning to be more humble because we're all sinners. And I mean, I'm probably not a nice person to live with sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you like, got to give grace to that people. Those right. people Cause you want them to give you grace with your right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. But it's also like, there's a vulnerability to it. So like thinking about how like we have garbage and baggage and stuff, like, um, you have to really trust somebody to, let them see you on your worst days. So I'm thinking about my apartment right now. I live in a one bedroom apartment. And sometimes when life is stressful, I don't do the laundry <laughs> as much as like sure. what would be ideal. And like, <laughs> I, do I want to share that part of my life? Like when my apartment is clean and my life is clean and there's nothing but rainbows and butterflies, like I can share that. Mm. But can I share the days that there's a bunch of laundry on the floor? I don't know. So then that's tricky too. Like there's two sides. Do I want that person's pile of laundry and do I trust them to take mine? Mm. And it's, you also have to trust God in it. Like God, God will bring you a person. And if he continues to be like, nope, this is, this is him or this is, this is her <laughs> you're resisting that, resisting that you finally have to trust like, okay, God, I wave my white flag. I will enter into this and I'll do it for you. Like maybe some days it'll be hard to do it for him, but I'll always do it for you. If it's the right one, don't go into something where you know for sure that God's like, no, not him, not her. But yeah. if you're wrestling and God continues to bring it to you, you finally have to say, okay, yes, they can take my dirty laundry. Mm. That's so vulnerable. Yeah. I, but you know, like when I think about like the idea of co cohabit, I can't even say it cohabitation. (laughs) Um, I like that terrifies me way more than like, than actually being married to someone. Cause there's no commitment there. Like they literally can walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact like that, I don't actually believe that that's right. Right. I mean, let's clarify that before we give all the grace that we're going to give. Right. We would not suggest that you cohabitate. I mean, yeah, I'm just no (laughs) bad idea. Just bad idea. Well, and there's science behind it. So when I took, my psychology classes at ISU. That's not actually funny thing. That is not what I majored in, but I took a lot of psychology classes. Um, we all, we did talk about cohabitation when I was taking my marriage and family classes. And um, 
secular or Christian, it doesn't matter. The um, statistics say that cohabitating, you have a higher chance of divorce. doesn't matter what kind of situation it is. Mm. Which people people think that that's not the case. People think like, oh, I'll live with this person and I'll see that they don't ch- ever change their toothbrush. Like I'll, I'll learn the right, baggage it's like a test drive, right? and yeah. like yeah. then I can like we'll just live together and like practice makes perfect. But that's not what the research says. So I don't know. But also, we don't judge you. Like if you're listening and you're cohabitating. There's no judgment there because there's, you know, like, I don't want to be like, no, no, no. I think I would just encourage if that's like where you are to really process through why, um, why that's a choice that you've made and evaluate what it's doing to your soul and what it's doing to um, your relationship with the Lord and how that's impacting people around you. Um like while there is grace in the Lord is clear that like we aren't supposed to judge, like that's not my job. Um, that's the Holy Spirit's job. So if the Holy Spirit is convicting you, like don't shy away from it just because it's the pattern of your life that you've been living in. Um, and yeah. Okay. That's what I would say. (laughs) All right. So there is this statistic out there, Aleska, (laughs) <laughs> why are you singling me out <laughs> you singled yourself out she singled herself out yeah okay that's fair it's not actually it's not my statistic it's matt McLean's statistic wait where did he find it it's from the pew <laughs> it's from the pew so. it's from the pew okay yep. great um that says that one in three churchgoers are single church culture can be very family oriented and Um, discuss topics that can maybe miss the single demographic of their congregation or attenders that do not represent a nuclear family. So what do single Christians as ourselves need from the big C church? I feel like, I feel like this question is very interesting, but also, feel like when we think about single people we think about 20 somethings but like Mm. there's a lot of single people that are older maybe you know a spouse passed away maybe they got divorced maybe they just never got married Mm -hmm. and stuff and so I think that it's harder than just like hey what do we need as an uh, age group yeah that we're in um I feel like it's really not it's a really hard answer because if you just like make a whole bunch of groups that are just for single people, then that feels like, oh, hey, you guys all are single. Yeah. Let's put you in a group and then you can yeah. get Hate that. talk and then you can get married and stuff. Matchmakers. Right. Yeah. Seriously. Like, we have a oh lot of gosh. them. Yeah. We have a lot of them. No, so true. People Ever. love to matchmake. Yeah. It's oh. the worst. <laughs> so true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you talk to a boy. Are you guys dating? Are you talking? What's going on? Nothing. Nothing right. Nothing's happening. And there's definitely that culture of like, oh, you're talking? When are you going to date? You're dating? When are you going to get married? You're yeah. married? When are you going to have kids? You have kids? When you have more kids, right? right? Yeah. People are hungry for that. Um, Their which, heart is in the right place. If you're listening and you're a matchmaker, we understand your heart is in the right place. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> I agree. There are some people that I think are actually out for my good. <laughs> Others, I, I don't 
I don't know. I doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, at least we're honest. True. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, I do think that it is a a broader question than just for people in their 20s that, you know. Yeah. I know that like a lot of, at least I have a lot of friends that it's like, oh, they're getting married or they had their first, you know, child or whatever. And so it kind of like, it's a weird thing because you never want to, you don't want other people's happiness to to make you upset or make you jaded at things. Mm -hmm. But it is something that I think can. I would say it's Mm. personally... Oh, yeah. Like, can be from the enemy that he uses against us and it makes people think, hey, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have that? Because then there's not unity. Like, you're not happy for them, so then there's a divide. Yeah. Right. And I'm a big believer in, like, other people's happiness should make me happy. Like, if I truly love them, then, like, however they're shining, then, like, sweet. That's awesome for them, you know? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point, Miles, that um, singleness is not just young adults, although I feel Mm -hmm. like that's, like, typically where we think about it. Um, and I, I think part of the reason of that is, you know, I think within the last few many years of the church and especially in mega churches, like we've been brought up thinking that you only do life with people in your age group, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, if you're a baby, you go to the nursery. If you're in junior high, you go to junior high. Like, and so young adults, like as soon as you graduate from college, it's like, oh, okay. So like I'm in the big fishbowl now. Like there's Mm -hmm. not just like a group that's necessarily dedicated for just young adults, even though like we do have that here at UC, Mm -hmm. like we have a a young adult ministry, but I was even thinking about it that like the last, for the six years that I've been here as a young adult, um, we've had four different people in charge of that ministry and it has not been consistent for longer than like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of just speaks to the nature of young adulthood in and of itself is that yeah. like, it's broad. I mean, like you have some people who are 19 and just got married, or you have some people like myself who are in their late twenties. I'm like, yep, nope, not married. Like, and, um, so there's just like this interesting, like starting to realize that you're a part of a greater crowd of like mm-hmm. the whole congregation. And, um, I feel like that kind of like feeds into the them not really knowing what to do just with singles in general, even though like, because it's so much broader than just young adults and we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. know what to do with young adults either. So, (laughs) you know, it's true. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel like there's, yeah. And, you know, I think, um, the point of this question is to say like, there's a demographic here that is not being heard, but I feel like, it is, it's probably harder for like the people who are widowed or the divorcees or whoever, like there's, there's not like a huge ministry that's advertised where it's like, here's where you can go for your pain. Like we, at least like, if we really need fed, we could go to the gathering and that, that is very advertised, Mm -hmm. but that's a good point. Like it's never, I feel like the, the toughest of circumstances are never um like show it's never showed on stage or like there's never a graphic for like the widows yeah or, you know i definitely feel like there is um just with like 
when you're without a spouse, um, that there's kind of this like shame that's attached to it, mm-hmm. whether or not you're divorced or widowed, or yeah. if you're just single, that there's like this idea that you haven't arrived and yeah. that like, you're not like, I don't know, like, I don't even know what the perception is, but that's at least that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when you think about like the world in general, like, and I mean, keep this in the church too, but like everything is built for a family of four, you know, like yeah, when yeah. you go to a restaurant, like it's a two seater table or if it's a four seater table, mm-hmm. like, right, the you Simpsons. know, every right? family is the same. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, like, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine last week and she said, um, she got married like right out of college and she said, I've never been, a, like, I've never been to a restaurant by myself. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? I was like, I do that on the regular. <laughs> like, and I just go sit there by myself. And yeah, like, yeah. that's not a bad thing. It's not but, bad. Yeah. Um, but it feels like sometimes I definitely feel like it is. Or by like the way that I feel like some people within the church, like the way that they ask, like, well, are you seeing anybody? And it's like, well, no. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. But yeah. Like I, I wish that singleness was celebrated, you know? Oh, for sure. Like it's not like I was reading back through first Corinthians seven, where Paul talks about, like, he says, I wish that you were all like me. Yeah. Like he, that's like, that's intense language. Like, Hey, all y'all wish you were single like me. Okay. (laughs) Like, all right. Like no preacher's going to get up on the stage. Also, most preachers aren't single. Like most people on church staffs aren't single. Like I was even thinking through like some of my friends from college went to a ministry school. So I know a lot of people in ministry and like for guys, like, especially for the guys that I know who are going into any type, whether they are being a worship pastor or going after being a teaching pastor, there's always pressure to get married. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, that's just, intense. And I, I just don't, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't agree all well, the time. And people just don't, they don't know how to ask questions of single people. That's true. And I noticed like when I was younger in my younger, more vulnerable years, that's an F Scott Fitzgerald quote, by the way. Um, <laughs> I would, people only wanted to talk to me if I had a guy in my life. Really? So yeah. Like in the church too. Like I would be talking oh, about my actual life, like things going on th- that God's doing in Emily's life. And they would not seem like super interested. And then I'd be like, oh, well, there is this one guy that I like. And then they'd be like, tell me everything. And I'm like, well, what about what about the fact that I'm like working towards a master's degree or like how... Um, my brother just had a nep. Do you want to ask me about my nephew? You know, things yeah. like that. And it's like, nope, nope, nope. But, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's, it's sad because I'm like, oh, well, aren't you supposed to be like a Christian and ask deep questions? But sometimes I, we don't even know how. I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking earlier in like the previous question. Like, we don't know how to ask questions. Like yeah. nobody, yeah. like yeah. it's not just young people, like right. older people don't necessarily know how to yes. do that either. Yes. Um, Cause it's, I don't know. It's hard. Relationships are hard. Like <laughs> yep. whether like that's a romantic relationship or just a friendship, mm-hmm. like you have to work at it. Yes. And, and you're, you have to want to. Yeah. yeah. So true. On both sides. Yeah, for sure. So true. I would also say that I was trying to think of like other things that like the church could do just in general, that Mm -hmm. would be helpful. And, um, I think that like, even if we were to take singles out of the equation, something that like we don't necessarily do a great job of is, um, 
Christian community just in general. Um, like we try to do that with small groups, but even I feel like, um, unless you walk through like harder things together, sometimes those just stay on the surface, um, because Mm -hmm. you don't have to go any deeper. Like you choose the level of depth that you share your life with people. And, um, I think especially when we're talking about single people in the church, like, you know, I can't remember who said it earlier, but like, you don't want to just make groups full of single people. Like, cause what about the one like 40 year old single person who like, where do they fit? Yeah. And, um, I, I wish that we normalized more like that it would be okay for single people to be a part of like other groups and that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I like, I don't want to be in a group just full of single people, like maybe all great people, but like, I, I don't necessarily just want to be with people who are in the same stage of life as me. Oh, Cause yeah. I want to grow. You don't learn. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't, you don't grow. Um, you yeah. don't learn. I have found like in singleness, what has been the most life-giving thing to me is finding like my few, like Jesus had his few. Yeah. Like he had disciples, but he had his few. And those are the people that I can be like, I feel really shameful about this, but I have no hesitancy telling you. Yeah. And I know there's a community episode and we're not the community episode, but it is true. Like that helps singleness. And um, then like I have my few, my couple, and then I have like mentors who are older than me that have gone before me. Mm -hmm. And like that combination of just having my few and then having like a couple older people that have gone before me and then serving like that combination of like speaking to the next generation, having my few peers that I can talk to about anything and then having my people that have gone before me that has like relieved any, I mean, of course there are times where I'm lonely in singleness, but like for the most part. And then even, even then when I feel like I am lonely, I, I have that set up. Like I have mm-hmm. my, I have my few, I have my older people, then I have my next generation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you said the word loneliness. Cause I like people who are married are lonely too sometimes. Yeah. Like, especially if you're not really close with your spouse or like you're going through something really difficult. Like loneliness isn't just a singles problem and right. um, the, the community and the body of Christ can is just, it's supposed to be amazing, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's often not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they don't talk about that. They only, they only talk to single people about how awesome marriage is and how that, that's the goal. That's the end goal here. When you're in singleness, you're trying to get married the whole time. Yeah. And it's not true. I feel like too, it would, it's, it's, we should also say like, or at least I would think that there's a reason the church pushes marriage so much because it's like very biblical. Right. It's very yeah, how for sure. God designed. Yes. Um, and I'm just, I would be remiss if everyone listening just thought like, well, you guys are all just jaded because you're single and like, you know, you don't know how it is. So, <laughs> so like we're, we're down with what scripture says it's about true. stuff. But yeah. I think that it, it is a hard thing for yeah. the church to figure out and digest because that you should want to be married and have that person and to grow and everything. But it's just, I feel like there's a negative connotation of being single. Like there's almost like yeah, a shame yeah. to it. And mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that, that is definitely in the culture. And I think a lot of things in culture can kind of creep into the church. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to those really awesome, well-meaning people. Um, but it, it doesn't yeah. always come off that way. 
Yeah. I, I wish that instead of like the push to be in a relationship, um, would be more so a push to have a relationship with Christ. And that's like, that's across the board, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I wish that that was the question that people ask me instead of like, are you seeing anyone? I wish yeah. they would ask me like, so how is singleness impacting your walk with Christ? Or like, how yeah. are you seeing the beauty of Christ more? Because, uh, you're not distracted by like a little, like I kept like having this like thought of like, I don't have a little tribe of people like at home waiting to like, for me to care for them. Like right. I, I'm just caring for myself and the Lord, the, the people that the Lord puts in my path, but, mm-hmm. um, that I get to focus on, I get to focus on him, you know? Right. And, um, that that's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's beautiful. And mm-hmm. like, um, <laughs> but that like when Paul's talking about like singleness, he says that both singleness and marriage are gifts and yep. that the Lord gives them to different people. Right. And, um, that like, it's a gift to be celebrated, um, regardless of what it is. And yeah. And it's the same level of, of giftedness too. Yeah. One's not less yeah. than the other. Yeah. For sure. Jesus wasn't married. That's all I'm saying. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But hey, if you are married be and like you're Jesus. listening to this, well, I mean, everybody should try to be like Jesus because Jesus. But um, <laughs> like I was thinking like practically like what are things that like we could say to people like like married people in the church or like those well-meaning of you who like so desire for us to be in a relationship, which thank mm-hmm. you. Like that's kind. We want it too. That's kind. Maybe. Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but like, especially like if, if you're married and especially if you have kids, like it's really hard as a single person to like break into that. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I can invite my married friends with little kids over to my house, but I know that that's them packing up like a million things to come over and hang out with me. Mm-hmm. But I also don't feel like I can be like, Hey, so can I come over and have dinner with you and your family? Cause I really want to hang out with you. But, um, I don't know how to ask that question without like, yeah. you know, yeah. seeming like I'm intruding on their life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So if you have single friends, invite them over for dinner or invite them to sit with you at church. If you know that they don't have community or, Invite them to, I don't know, stuff. Invite them to be a part of your family. It's easier for us to get invited, for sure. Yeah. Which I don't know how to, like, fix that, you know? Because I don't, like... Just say it on a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, here, this is your your chance. (laughs) This is a specific call out to these people. Invite me over. Just kidding. I feel like certain people are just really aware of that and really good at it. Like, my best friend, he's married, um, and he... Hey Dave, shout out, love you. Oh, um, so we did get a shout out. He's married <laughs> and uh, has a little boy, and he's like four months old. And like any time they live in Memphis, Tennessee, but like any time they're in town, like he's always like, "Oh, dude, come over, I'll come over." Like it is like um, we're still That's just really best sweet. friends from high school, and like I'm really close with his wife, and like I kind of like have a nephew because all of my siblings have girls, which I love them all to death, but it's like just needed that so yeah so I think I think it really is just like certain people understand like hey yes I'm gonna I'm married and I have kids and I'm gonna do my things with my married friends Mm -hmm. and who also have kids but like just because you're a single like doesn't mean that we can't still do life together yeah so true yeah okay so now we are going to talk about the hills no the mountaintops and the valleys (laughs) the highs and lows as I operate of singleness. 
Because there are many. True. There are many highs and lows. So, Miles, I feel like you took the last one. Aleska, let's hear from you. Okay. High and low time. Okay. High and low. Um, so I think my top highs are first that I get to I get to focus my energy on my relationship with the Lord. And um that's awesome. Like that's a primary I mean, I feel like that should always be your primary relationship, but um I feel like it's different because I recognize my need for him more. Um because like, I don't have a person to like potentially satisfy any of those things. Like it's just him, um, which is really sweet. Um, and I love that I have the freedom to do anything and serve anyone at any time. And I don't have to make arrangements for anybody else. Like, you know, my friend calls me in the middle of the night and they need help with something. I can be there. Um, you know, like just this weekend, uh, my friend, friend of mine's really sick and, um, like I, I'm just going like I, I don't have to worry about anything. And um, there's a freedom too of like whatever the Lord calls me to do. Like if he called me to go to Kenya tomorrow, like I could go to Kenya tomorrow. And um, it just makes it really easy to follow, follow in like those bigger steps of obedience yeah. because like there's not, um, there's, there's, n- no there's nothing holding me back other than my own fear (laughs) and maybe my parents, but like, um, ultimately they would come around. I know, Mm. but yeah, Yeah. those things are just really sweet. And, um, not saying that married people can't have some of that too, but it's just different. Like there's just a different level to that. And, Mm -hmm. um, I've loved that. Um, the other things that are awesome is that, um, I can travel. Um, I've gone on so many trips, which is awesome because I love to travel. Um, and I've been able to save money because I'm not, buying lots of things. So that's cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she cheated. Cause like, that's a lot of things that I had to, um, but no, yeah, I think like one, you, you like your time is completely your own. So like, if you want to be really good with your time and like, Hey, I'm in the word a lot and I'm praying and I'm serving or you're just a bum and it's like, I went home and just sat on the couch for six hours and watched Netflix. Like your time's your own. So obviously the latter is better than Netflix, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like realistically, like <laughs> it happens sometimes. Like so true. It does. But no, I, I do think like, like speaking real for a moment, like literally having the ability to do whatever you want and to have the option to when, you know, like you said, um, like when the spirit calls you to do things like to move and to do those things and whether that's to just help out more in your local community or just to be a really great friend to a whole bunch of friends because you have the time and maybe they don't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to do more discipleship stuff Mm -hmm. or just to like focus on you and grow your relationship in the Lord. And like, I can't remember who's told me this one time, but they were like, they had a, it was a quote from something, but they're like, I think to eventually like date or marry a really great person like you have to be a really great person Mm -hmm. and so I think that having the time to grow with your just yourself and as a person and your relationship with God like that is ultimately going to shape you into the person that someone else is going to want to spend the rest of their life with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I would say for me similar because we were all nodding there. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm learning 
what I need. Like in the context of my relationship with God, I'm learning what I need. So like a lot of times in my life, it was always like what other people need. So I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I needed because all of my energy was like, okay, how do I save this person? How do I be there for that person? So it was until my early 20s, like mid 20s, early mid 20s, I had no idea like how I worked and how God wired me to like fill up my own cup or to allow him to fill up my cup. And um, now I know, now I know like God time has always been in the morning for me. I've always known that, but like in what way I hear him best, like I get to learn that. Mm -hmm. So when I do get in a relationship or I am married I can say, okay, you are incapable of being God because only God can be God and fill all of my yep. needs. So I need to wake up tomorrow and I need to go to my park bench and be outside, even if it's 35 degrees. Like I'm learning that so that mm-hmm. when life is tough, when uh, marriage does not meet my expectations, I can be filled Cause there's going to be times where it's not working out <laughs> and I'll mm-hmm. need that firm foundation. And now I can cultivate that mm-hmm. encouragements or lows. We should do lows. We should do lows. Yeah. I'd say lows are for real. <laughs> yeah. I'm like all up in the sevenness right now. I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Oh, now we should just skip the lows. Go to the encouragements, right? The end. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, there are for sure lows to being single. Um, I like the first one that came to mind was I actually really hate going to weddings by myself is one of my least favorite things to do of all time. And, um, I wish that it was like normalized that I could like bring my best friend with me because I don't have like, you know, a spouse or significant other to go to like go with. And, um, that would just be really nice. Um, cause then you still have like a person in your corner. I mean, like, obviously yeah. you always love the people that you're going to their wedding for, but yeah. um, it's nice when you have a person you can talk to and not just get put at the singles table. Oh, man, that's like the worst. <laughs> singles ready to mingle. Everyone like, else was all right. So true. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I think like the, the loneliness is real. Like, um, I feel like I have to share this so that like Miles said earlier, like we're not just a whole bunch of jaded people. Um, like <laughs> my story, like I'm all for marriage. I was actually engaged, was going to get married five years ago. And the Lord uh, very specifically intervened in my life and made that um, not happen. And um, I like that is the biggest blessing that the Lord has ever given me, which is a really crazy thing to say. Um because there, like, there was so much that I was doing that was not in line with uh, where the Lord wanted me to be. Um, so, like, I say that because, like, I, I, I don't know. I just so want people who are listening to know that, like, marriage is not a bad thing. Marriage is a great thing. And, like, even, like, I, like, I was all for it, like, was ready to go. And the Lord said, nope. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that he did. Um, But having gone from like having a really close relationship to then like just being alone, um, like, man, like it gets really, it just gets lonely. And sometimes like, even as an introvert, like I love like doing things by myself, but sometimes like going out to uh, like lunch or breakfast by myself is like, kind of feels sad. And, um, uh, sometimes like even just like watching a movie at night by myself is 
sad, (laughs) you know? Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think that's like, when I think about like the lowest of lows, like there's that, um, but like on the more like practical level, like it's hard when you're single and like, you're trying to do something like at your Mm -hmm. house, like you need to rake your freaking huge backyard (laughs) or like, like your gutter fell off or like, you know, like anything, like literally anything. It's like, it's more fun to do with somebody. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I mean, like, I think the Lord's taught me so much about community and Christian community. Emily, you were talking about having like your few. And I think that's been one of the greatest blessings of singleness. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like, yeah, like finding those people, but man, like they're not always there, you know? So not that like your spouse is always going to help you with all the things that you ever want, but like, (laughs) um, it's just, it's, it's fun to be able to have like a life partner to, Mm -hmm. to do stuff with, you know, and to share things with. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what he calls us, yeah, to not be alone. Uh, Lows, yeah, I mean, I would say a low is also like all of your time is yours because you're alone. That's true. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they coincide. Right. Highs and lows, you know, two birds, one stone. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because you can, you do have that choice, but it's also like, like you said, like just doing regular mundane things. Like I said, the grocery store, like that is to me, like one of the equivalents, like, oh, this person lives alone. They bought a half loaf of bread because they don't have enough people <laughs> in their life oh gosh, to go through so a whole, whole a loaf of bread. Point. You know what I mean? That's like, that's point. just facts. But yeah. thankful that those things exist though, because otherwise you throw away so much yeah. food. Yeah. I think, yeah, that is super lonely. I really like to bake. Like one of the things that is life-giving to me is like cooking cooking dinner and having to like do the math and bring the recipe down to like your singleness level <laughs> like great I hate math but it's just also a reminder that I can only cook for one right. when the recipe is like this feeds 20 <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> that's a good point, Miles. Yeah, I think I also too, like coming, like I like I come from a big family, so like there's mm-hmm. just always like s- stuff going on in our house, mm-hmm. and now like being single and being in a new area in life, it's like, oh wow, like it's really quiet and mm-hmm. it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the quietness yeah. is very weird. like I just have a TV on or like a podcast on, even if I don't listen to it, just because it's like. Oh, I'm not alone, which is <laughs> really sad saying out loud, but, um, there is something like comforting about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody asked me when I, mo- I didn't move into my apartment until May, almost a year though. Hey. Yeah. Almost did it for a year. And the first week somebody asked me, how's it going? I'm like, It's quiet. I have to make my own noise. so I feel it I feel it yeah Yeah. it's like fine because you you have like the adrenaline when you first live only by yourself you're like yeah doing it doing it doing it and then it's really quiet and now I don't like it that is quiet but yeah I would say the lows for me similar to you Alaska I was okay I will also share a story so um I turned 27 this year and birthdays are really big, really big. I, I love my birthday. I always have, but anyway, birthdays are a big deal. So I'm super excited because I'm sad 
The number seven is like, it, it's a holy number. I understand. But 27 felt, felt old to me for the mm, first yeah. time. I was like old, officially old. Mm. I got kicked off my parents' insurance. What? Like that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah like that's yeah. the threshold. That's yeah. the worst. Like you're the, old. You're yeah, old. So true. Yeah. So I have it in my mind. Like I'm like, I'm going to make 27 great. Like this is my mentality. So, um, Christian community is tough. So I was like, okay, I sort of feel alone-ish. I'm 27. I'm already sad, kind of, because of life. But 27 is going to be great. So my my 27 week, my 27th week is coming. And I get in a car accident. Yeah, two days before my birthday, got in a car accident. And I'm like, this is going to be great. Still, this is going to be great. Well, anyway, birthday expectations aren't met or whatever because life is just busy and people are busy. So it's totally understandable. But when you have this deeper wound where like you're getting old plus birthdays are great because of a deeper thing. And like now I got in a car accident and like and I feel alone because Christian community is tough. And I... That Sunday, so it was, I got in a car accident on, on the Monday of my 27th week, 27th year week, um, accident, expectations not met by humans. Then, uh, I get to Sunday and I'm like, this was hard (laughs) and you just want somebody, right? So, uh, nature is the way that I feel God the best. Well, it's like so cold. It was so cold that week. But so I <laughs> face mask on, messy bun, got my comfy on, got my PJs on. I'm stargazing at the Christmas lights that are in my living room. Nice. Stargazing because I didn't want to go outside. But I was like, I need Jesus. I'm going to use my Christmas lights. Not that Jesus is only outside, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I'm just laying there. I'm watching a rom-com and I'm like, this is a perfect scene in a movie when somebody that doesn't want to turn 27 turns 27 and it is, it's just heavy and it's lonely. And when the hard things happen, you just want someone there and it's sad when you don't and you're just alone and you have family and family's great. And I love family. They show up for me big time. Like, it's not like I don't have a great family. I have an amazing family and they do so much for me, but there's just something like this other kind of relationship that's just like desirable Mm -hmm. that like family isn't not supposed to meet or yeah I mean like it's understandable that my family doesn't meet that there's a void yeah yeah there's a void yeah 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 and that's desirable and so you just sometimes have to lay on your living room floor and stargaze at your Christmas lights (laughs) because life is like a huge bummer sometimes true so yeah I feel like the loneliness is hard, but then you learn that really God, God shows up for you in big ways with his kindness and other things. So, yeah, I, I think like it's sometimes a low, like learning, um, there is no human on earth that can meet your expectations. Only God can. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard to learn that. It's a school of hard knocks kind of situation. And, uh, but ultimately it sets you up for an intimate relationship because you, you won't go into the relationship placing, projecting these expectations that he or she cannot meet. It sets you up good. Hmm. Well, do we want to end happy? Yeah. I yeah. Was say, encouragement. Do to, yeah. <laughs> Cause like, I'm feeling a little down on this right now. Like, <laughs> man, Sorry. unsubscribe. I don't usually bring down the house, but. Hey, but hey, like, it's true. Yeah, it Pe- is. People want to press it's real. play and hear the real thing. It's yeah. real. Yeah, so, for sure. Encouragements. Ooh, that was nice. Thanks. That's a nice little jingle. Like, <laughs> hey, that's good. Um, yeah. Well, okay. I have a few. Okay. Because I seem it. to have a few of everything. Yeah. Um, so um, the first one is that if you are single right now to enjoy the season, um, you know, the, the Lord is specific. I believe that the Lord is specific in everything that he does. And, uh, I would say that you're single for a reason. And instead of just trying to get out of it, to press into what it is that he's trying to teach you, Mm -hmm. um, and, and enjoy it because you may not have it forever and you may miss it someday. Um, second thing that I would say is just to remember that the Lord doesn't promise us anything other than himself. Like he doesn't promise us a spouse. He doesn't promise us a family. Um, And while it's definitely not bad to desire those things, like that's good. And like Miles, you were saying earlier, like that's biblical. Marriage is biblical. Like God designed that from the beginning, Adam and Eve in the garden. Like we know that. Um, But uh, yeah, that it don't put that expectation on yourself and don't put that expectation on the Lord um, because the Lord may, my, my best friend, she's, uh, She's also single and she's a a few years um, ahead of me in this journey. And I've learned so much from her and I'm so thankful for the wisdom that she shared. Um, But she's had me process through um, this phrase, like, what if the Lord just made you for a relationship with himself? Mm. And like, that's a really deep thought. Like, I remember her saying that. And at first, like, it kind of like stung a little bit because I was like, well, I I want to be in a relationship. But then I was like, whoa, Aleska, hold on. Like, what, like for this time in my life, like for this season and maybe for the rest of my life, I don't know. Um, like the Lord has called me to be in relationship with himself. Like the Mm. God of the universe has, has cleared away everything else so that I can just focus on him. And like, that's incredible. Like, Mm -hmm. who am I, who am I that the Lord would want a relationship with me? And yet he does. Um, and so there's, you know, there's an incredible amount of like joy and beauty to be found in that and to just press into it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. don't be discouraged. Don't be the discouraged. The Lord sees you. Um, I know he sees me and I am assuming that both of you guys would say the same thing too, um, that he sees you, he knows you and um, he's with you even in this and has a plan for it. Mm-hmm. So seek, yeah. seek it out, like seek out what the Lord is is teaching you. Yep. yep. That's good. That's really hard to follow up. Um, Cause that was really <laughs> good. Um, I think something for me, like just to be encouraging to anyone on the other side that's listening to this. Um, it's okay. Like it is literally okay to be single and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I think that's has just become a weird negative connotation. What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with you you're fine just the way you are. God made you just the way you are and he has a plan for you. And in this time and in this moment, 
that is part of the plan. And like, I'm saying that to you as much as I'm saying that to myself. And I don't know your story, but like, it can be hard to hear that, but it's, it's going to be okay. And I would also say too, like for the thing of just kind of, of the culture of being like, Oh, well you're single. You should be with someone like to me, if like, if you are bored and you have time in your hands, like, don't be in a relationship like human hearts are not something to make a hobby. Like they are designed by God and their souls and their people. Like you don't use mm. people for your time to waste in for your hobby, like whatever, cook, yeah. bake, you know, sing, mm. play disc golf, whatever, get into coffee, <laughs> read your Bible more, whatever. But like people aren't used to be your hobby. Um, but in that, just know, like, just keep following the Lord, keep seeking after him, keep just growing in your relationship. And I, I really do believe that I'm a firm believer and God will bring those people in your lives when they're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say, um, look for the opportunities that he's giving you, like, because you are in this season, like there's so many things that I probably wouldn't have done if I had married somebody at 21, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I might've said this before on the podcast, podcast, but I don't, I don't know that I would have heard, um, him guide me to be a children's pastor. If I was, if I was with somebody like in college, I don't think I would have heard that calling. So God opens doors and like walk through them. Like, don't be afraid to walk through them. Like whether it's a conversation or there's so many things in ministry that I feel like I am able to do because I am single. Mm -hmm. So like hold on tightly to those because that's the thing that he wants you to be running the race towards right now. So focus on that because I feel like that's, that's the light at the end of the tunnel. What does God have in front of me right now that he wants me to work on? Mm. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You're True. enough. It's Go fun. the world. Wow. <laughs> and you know, on a high note, wow, opportunities are endless right into the sunrise. Do whatever it is. Travel, like Travel. Alaska said. Yeah. Travel. Travel. Do the things that you cannot do in any other season because life is in phases. Well, thank you, listeners, for subscribing. Um, Share the podcast. If you know a young adult who is single or maybe they're not single, um, but if they would benefit from this podcast, please share it and um, go to the gathering, which is on Thursday nights. If you're looking for community, like we've talked about Thursday nights at seven. Yes. And follow the Easter young adult Instagram H and they also have a podcast. It is called on the topic. You can find it on Spotify and Apple podcasts.